This time on Holy Ghost Notes. The best part of waking up. Drumming's magical. That's the bottom line here. I do that now. Yeah. I'm terrible at these things. (laughs) Absolute disaster. (laughs) Hello, everybody. This is the Holy Ghost Notes podcast. I am Tim Anderson, and Matt Greiner, my co-host, is right alongside me. That's right. You know. In a roundabout way. I am definitely not right beside you. No. But he, you're, Thank you're, God. You're, you're, you're tracking with me. <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're picking up what I'm putting down. <laughs> I guess. I, I, uh, I'm here. I'm here. It's early Saturday morning, and uh, we just had a great pre-roll. It's very funny. We did a fake laugh that hurt my stomach. <laughs> I, um, <clears throat> I, think it's, I think it's kind of fun that we get to talk to the folks who support this podcast before we actually start recording it because we get to get all of the, I don't know, I don't really get nervous to record, but you you have to be in a certain mindset to record a podcast. At least mm-hmm. I do. I can't just go from normal life, like I'm eating breakfast and I'm drinking <laughs> coffee to like, okay, microphone's on, start recording and talking to an audience you can't see while hosting the show with a friend who's three hours away on zoom (laughs) (laughs) so the poor inner circle folks are like just (laughs) hearing it all like all right they get it working out the kinks yeah Yeah, well the funny thing for me is always that the inner circle basically gets to experience the two of us catching up after two weeks (laughs) because (laughs) we schedule we, we, we text each other but we don't really talk as much anymore. Occasionally, we'll you know. Did we ever? We used to. T- we used to talk. I, don't, I mean, I wouldn't say more than every two weeks, but I mean, in between there was that the podcasts. Buffer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's like we just we schedule. We figure <laughs> out what we're doing. We show up, and then it's like like you know, there's there's a little bit of that like catching up kind of like what's going on with you? What's new? Yeah. I don't all that. I don't that really. To, we have to get out of the way. I don't really feel like we did talk in between podcasts all that we, much, but maybe I'm not remembering. No, that. no, no. We didn't. We okay. we didn't. We didn't talk <laughs> in between podcasts. I'm just saying for for us because like there's the friendship. It's not just about the yes. podcast. Yeah. Getting like getting on to to record is like okay. Well, I haven't seen you in two weeks. I What's know. new? And that, unfortunately, for the inner circle, <laughs> is recorded. Uh, is, <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. I was like, man, for them. I kind of feel bad <laughs> about this now that we don't uh, catch up during the week, and that we don't catch oh, no, up. We don't have time off to the catch record, up. But I think it's. I think it works. <laughs> I can't do anything to change it, but I, I do feel a little bad. <laughs> Tim, no, no, we we uh, yeah, no, we're good. We're you're good. you're um. Okay, so we talked about it looks like you've been working out in the pre-roll, but it also Yeah, I don't is know. Is it just the camera or does it you you have a very, very nice beard at the moment. Oh, like it's thank it's you. did you do that yourself? I mean not the growing I, part I mean, of I it, did, but the <laughs> shaping. Did I grow this myself? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I did I did shape it. Okay, it looks I do I've never yeah, seen it. You look caught like me this. at a good time. You caught me at a good time. Use the Mach Usually six uh, or the Mach seven. Uh, I actually use, uh, and this is going to sound like a plug, straight blade. <laughs> but I actually use Dollar Shave Club. Did you they, really? They caught me. They caught me early on with their advertising, and uh, it just 
yeah, kind of been with them ever since. So would you say that you were impressed? I would say that if you're okay with cheap razors, then yes. Okay. (laughs) That sounds like a plug to me. In this economy? It's not, it's not, uh, yeah, it's not Gillette. Uh, I, I used Gillette for a long time. It was, imp- they, they were impressive, but expensive as ever. Oh and my I gosh. couldn't justify the amount of money uh, spending on razors alone. And Dollar Shave Club, it does the job. And honestly, um, I, 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 so for a long time, not to get too deep down this rabbit hole, but I used to get tons of razor burn on my neck. Mm-hmm. And still to this day, if I like shave my neck to the skin, right. I will get uh, major razor burn. So I use a trimmer basically at its lowest setting on my neck to kind of shape the beard area. Oh, so you and never use, use a razor on your use, neck. It's always I use a, a razor on my face. Yeah, okay. always a trimmer on my neck, razor on my face, and like around the ears and stuff. And then I have a skull shaver, which I love. Who makes um, that? It's the Pitbull Skull Shaver is actually the brand. Hmm. Uh, Pitbull something um, is what I use, but it basically... it fits in between your fingers and you just kind of slide it around oh, your head. Oh, that's cool. You can, yeah, you can shave in the car on the go. You could shave in the shower, whatever you want to do. Wow. It's great for bald guys uh, like myself. I mean, it's, it's working, it's working out really well for you. you Thank you. Honestly, Thank you. you look, you, you look great. And you're building I me think, up today, man. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm honestly not even trying to, but you really do look great. <laughs> Thank and, you. Uh, Thank you. Take good care of yourself. I, as you're talking about the razor situation, what's, what's funny about my mentality, I'm just hearing you talk about like, oh yeah, you know, the mock, the like whole Gillette brand is good, but very expensive. I agree. I, I am the kind of person that will buy one of their razors and use it until it does not work, but I'm still trying. (laughs) It's like, Hey, it's still probably got some life in it. I and, did the same thing, which is why oh, I went to <laughs> I went to Dollar Shave Club because I could spend the same amount of money for where my razor was performing like three shaves in. Yeah. <laughs> right. So just to get that out there, uh, if you're listening to this, you're like, oh my gosh, I've been using the same. So have I. I, I, I the one I use upstairs is so crappy. It's like <laughs> pathetic. Yeah. Um, I'm a value guy, though. I, 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 there's this idea of like being, being, being cheap or being like in this area in Lexer County being Mennonite, which is, it's a shame that it's been, I don't know, people get, people get branded according to a certain sect of people. That should never happen. There's, there's, uh, people are too complex to group everybody into this, you know, title, but to be too cheap, we'll we'll just call it that. So yes, I am at times cheap, but I'm a value guy. So I will, see something that costs $30,000, like a, like a truck. And if I feel like it's good, it has value, I'll buy it. Uh, I, in fact, I'm, I have no problem like spending that kind of money, a lot of money on something. If I know that I'm getting something, um, that's worth its weight in gold. That's, that's worth every single dollar that I'm spending and then some. And yeah. I, I, I think through things, I, I love to research. I, I, <laughs> I set up an Excel spreadsheet when I was researching carpet for my house and I went to three different locations, Lowe's, Home Depot and Carpet Mart. And I figured out per square footage, what's the best value, what's the best quality. And it all gets grouped together. If I get to the end of my research and I deduct that, yes, this is the 
best deal or is providing me the most value, I have no problem spending the money. But I need to know that first. <laughs> yeah. I can't just right. like go, you know, roughshod and, and blindly into this purchase. Like, oh, yeah, I'll just, you know, even if it's like 50 bucks, like I, I need to at least think about it a little bit so I know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, does that come from me being falling into that Ponzi scheme trap? 10 years ago does it does it is it just uh my upbringing like my dad saying you know you have to balance your checkbook make sure everything's accounted for like i'm not exactly sure where it comes from but when i hear you talk about razors that's probably why i do that i'm like well i could buy something that's (laughs) that's really high quality and then i'm just gonna run it into the ground until Mm -hmm. my face is on fire from shaving i think it comes down to like where you place your value and we've had this conversation a number of times, yeah. but it's like when it comes to drums, uh, I mean, now you, you've got the endorsements and stuff, but like when it came to drums yeah. back in the day, in like, like you just wanted, you wanted the best of the best. Yeah. And granted, there was some research there, but there was there were so many trusted brands. Yes. And you knew from the people that you looked up to what they were playing. Right. And so you knew because there was that validity there, uh, you could pretty much just say, okay, I am 100% okay spending this astronomical amount of money for this thing that I really want because I care about it. Whereas when it comes to razors, it's like the, the margin of, uh, difference is so much smaller Mm -hmm. between one that costs, you know, astronomically less (laughs) <laughs> then that's true you know, so it's like so that's, the value there is like that's I, I don't really point. care about my razors and it's not going to be that much worse it'll be worse and yeah. i'll admit that but i'm saving so much money yeah and that to me seems like you it's, know a it's bargain, a which is why these cheaper brands are still in existence absolutely it, it, it's a non-issue for me if i have the best cut that's exactly what it is tim if i i don't need the best cut so actually this is really sweet i get to save money because mm-hmm. I'm not one of those people. I'm not the kind of person who uh, prioritizes that that sort of thing. Right. But but there are other things like, you know, I I have no problem spending a ton of money on a pair of double bass pedals. Fifteen years ago, when I was buying pedals, because it's like mm-hmm. I was trying to convince my dad to let me do that. Like, Dad, I promise you, it's worth it. Like, <laughs> then I'm having yeah. to tell him it's a it's a it's a priority. Like, right. it has to be the right. best. Well, why does it have to be well, the best? I, Don't you just run on them it's like no, yeah. no, no there's you know the double chain and the cam right. and the durability and right i mean the key difference between like you and i on this is like you'll you'll drink folgers folgers <laughs> fold, whatever it is <laughs> and i say. refuse <laughs> folgers <laughs> this episode brought to you by folgers, folgers. The best well, now, you've, part you've stepped of waking it up, actually. up yeah. is Folgers in your cup. <laughs> as soon as they said it, I knew it was wrong. I don't. I, I yeah. See, I, I I aim for the best, and I don't mind spending money on. Um, actually, my coffee venture was actually, believe it or not, uh, started out of out of uh, cost savings. <laughs> at mind did it really because i was well i was spending money on starbucks like every day and oh, i was like geez. i can 100 percent make a better cup of coffee for less money and dude sure enough, isn't that the, people spend a lot of, i remember touring with bless the fall and uh some yeah. of those guys they have like a bucks bucks crew or i forget what they'd call themselves but they they'd find a starbucks in every city 
And I totally oh, yeah. understand why I, I joined them uh, in, in their trips because when you're on tour for a while and you're far away from home, that is the one place that will bring you right back. Every Starbucks is the mm-hmm. same. They're all high quality, same smell. You know what you're getting. Um, it's not, Consistency. It's really nice. But man, the amount of money you can spend if you go every day. F- five bucks. I don't know what an average is there. I, I don't really go to Starbucks. Yeah. Oh, six, yeah. Six five bucks. or six, depending on the size you're getting. Yeah. So you go. And now I'm at like 50, 25 cents, 50 cents a cup that I like better than Starbucks. And wow. That's, that's actually really cheap. You know, I mean, even like a Keurig, I think, is what? 50 cents a, a cup. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Keurig and espresso are all. More expensive. I, I buy beans fresh, grind them myself. That's what There's I more, do. You know, it takes more time. It takes more time. But do you do you do that now? I do that now. Yeah, and that's amazing. I don't know. Yeah, my Folgers days are behind me. But I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I will still drink it. I, Folgers. I now that I'm a dad, I I have to think through how I'm going to do coffee because of the noise of grinding beans. So like, mm, I yeah. will actually work at it the night before, and I'll I'll set it in my coffee machine. I just have a drip coffee. I'm not at the point where I need yeah. anything beyond a fifty dollar. $30 drip coffee machine. I absolutely love it. But I can program when it want, or like when it's going to make coffee. So I'll be like 4.35 a.m. I got to be at the shop at 5.20. I'm going to have it make coffee and spit it out. And uh, I, I love that. Like I'll wake up in the morning and be brushing my teeth and I hear the coffee machine going in the other room. I didn't have to do a thing mm. that morning. That's Go amazing. over, grab my cup. You smell it. Smell it. Yeah. Yeah, man. Easy. Yeah. Cheers mm-hmm. to that, buddy. Am I... Cheers. And, and one of the best wedding gifts I've gotten, my ember. This Ooh, thing is so it's a nice mug. I like that. Ooh, I love it. This keeps the temp. Does it, oh, did it keep it hot? Ah, yeah. That's cool. I like that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. We haven't talked about coffee in a while. <sighs> well, yeah, we're not going to either because we'll just talk the whole episode. <laughs> <Yeah>. about- <laughs> I, hope, <laughs> I hope you guys got your fill just now because that's all you're getting. That's all you're getting for a while. Let's hop into so our. So we've got some fun let's topics. Let's hop into yeah. our drum topic, I think, because I have I have a bunch to catch up on with the UK drum show. Is that cool? Yeah. And this comes yeah, right. Let's do it. This comes right from it. So, all right. You so bet. if it's um, your first time listening or you're not familiar with how we structure this podcast, we do drum topic and then a faith topic. And the drum topic today is math or magic. And it's not my topic. It's actually Mike Johnston's. Um, mm. Mike, Mike Johnston is probably yeah. the best educator I've ever seen in my life. Um, I, I have a video I filmed. I don't know if I had a, filmed a video of him actually teaching. But a um, little backstory. So I got a call, uh, I don't know, a couple months ago from Mike. And I don't. I'm not real close with Mike. I've talked to him a couple times over the years, and um, I would consider him not only one of the best educators out there, but one of the hardest working, most pro, pro, uh, prolific and efficient and professional businessmen I've, I've ever talked to. I mean, the guy really has it pulled together, and he's, he's a really good guy. So... Um, he called me, he said, man, I, I, I want you to, uh, I almost like flicked you off trying to make the metal sign. I'm a little rusty. Um, I want you to come to the UK. I'm, I'm teaching in a room I 
actually made called the Education Room at the UK Drum Show. And the reason for this room is if you're in the big room, it, it's very overwhelming trying to like get your hand up and ask a question. There's There could be up to 1,500, 1,600 people in that big room where Aaron Spears just performed. And are you really going to raise your hand and ask how he did that thing with his left hand? So this room is called the Education Room, and it's a way for people to actually be be up close to you playing on this very little stage or riser and be able to ask questions easily. <clears throat> so I thought about it and I talked to Annie and I was like, Mike, I don't know that I can do this because it's potentially two weeks after our baby's born. <clears throat> and um, I said, if, if, if you are okay with taking a risk and saying, Hey Matt, it's okay. You can't come. We booked your tickets. We have everything lined up, but you can't be here. That's okay. Because you have too much going on at home with the baby. As long as you're okay saying that, uh, in that hypothetical scenario, then let's do it. And he's like, he's like, oh, yep, I'm good with it. Let's take the risk. Awesome. Even if it doesn't work out, at least we tried. We've never done anything together. So we booked the tickets. We lined up, we lined up the flights. We, we booked the hotel, um, and got all the marketing stuff together, and it worked. And our our baby girl um, was actually a week late, and it still worked because my wife is a freaking superhero. Mm. And this is this is so true. In fact, it was like every dinner I would go to with 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 guys in the industry, they'd say, you know, how are things at home? I'd say, good. But I just I just had a baby. Like, oh, what? You know, they're thinking months ago. I'm like, no, actually, like two weeks ago. And the response Jeez. across the board was like, wait, what? You're here. I'm like, yeah, my wife's a superhero. <laughs> yeah, man. So, um, Annie, if you're listening to this, you already know this because I tell you this a lot because it's true. You're a superhero and you're amazing. And um, the yes. fact that I got to do that was awesome. So um, I, I had such a great time, man. I was exhausted till I got there because New York got eight, eight inches of rain on a Friday and I flew out on a Friday. So I had to take Amtrak Oof. from Lancaster to Penn Station. And then I had to cross yeah. the street and take the Long Island Rail to JFK, which you had to get on an air tram to do. There was just yeah. a lot of details and a lot of people scrambling to make their flight. But mm -hmm. I made it. I made it. And I got there um, in... Next time you come to my place, you stay over here and I drive you to Newark in the morning. That would have been... I went to JFK though. But yeah. I know, but Newark's better. Uh, I wish, dude, I had to fly direct into Manchester. I don't think Newark does that. Do they? They might. Uh, they do. They, they do? do? Okay, yeah. okay. Well, then mm -hmm. that's the, that's the go-to. Next I, time. I'd, I'd love to go time. back to I'll the drum show. Easier. Maybe you can come with me. It's, That'd be fun. It's awesome. Is so, it always in UK? I it is. it's the UK drum show, so that would be yeah. <laughs> in UK. <laughs> it's in the name. <laughs> it's not always in Liverpool. Um, it was okay. in Manchester yeah, yeah. years ago, but. You fly into Manchester, you travel about an hour to Liverpool. So get okay. this. Yeah. I, I, cool. I, get, uh, I get there, and I get an email saying, hey, the trains are on strike. So you're not going to be able to take a train from Manchester <laughs> to Liverpool. We've lined up this, like, it's called Black Line, I think. It's like, a, it's like an Uber mm -hmm. service. Yeah. So I hop in this BMW 7 Series, and nice. we cruise over, and I'm like, wow, this is really amazing. And we're having this good conversation about politics and everything else and and um he drops me off at the wrong hotel 
It's like 10 minutes from where I'm supposed to be. <laughs> and I'm supposed to be signing at the DW booth in 30 minutes. So I'm like, sure. Oh boy. So everything goes from like amazing to absolute disaster. <laughs> Chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I made it. My DW rep came over. We walked, we walked over straight to the booth. Um, I saw Grayson. Oh yeah. The Kurtman. Ned Kurtman. His last name? I don't know. That's why I always just say Grayson. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I gave him a big hug, and he was headlining the show the next night. So I was like, dude, I'm so so proud of you. This is an incredible opportunity. And and right after that, I went upstairs and saw Mike doing his thing in the education room, finishing up his class. Had a lot of people in there. And I was next. Mm, I, sure. hadn't, I hadn't seen my drum set. I hadn't seen my cymbals. I hadn't seen the room. I, I knew nothing about what I was walking into. But, he, you know, here we go. And I was like 45 minutes from, like, go time. Jeez. And I, I was actually kind of excited about the challenge. I set up. I had, had some good help from the Zildjian and DW guys and did the clinic. Um, my clinic was on co- complexity. <clears throat> I'm stuttering. Complexity made simple. <laughs> which is really what I love the most about drumming. Take something simple and make mm-hmm. it sound complex. Take something complex and make it sound simple. I love that game yep. you can play when you're playing drums. You have resolve. You find the one eventually, but maybe you have this really easy sounding part that you make sound really difficult, or you have this crazy yep. sounding polyrhythm and you just put the snare on two and four. Mm-hmm. So I, I taught about creation, memorization, application, and then I add this fourth phase called maximation, which is where you take it all and you like, supercharge it and i was i was proud about i was proud of my clinic until um the next day when mike taught and i actually got to see it uh see the teaching portion of it like man this guy was built to do this so what what he talked about was when when does math turn into magic because if it's just math then who cares but are you able to take the math of drumming and turn it into magic? Hmm. And I don't honestly have a whole lot that I, that I, um, I, I didn't get to see the whole thing and I don't have a lot to take away from, from it beyond like he would show a sticking and then he would apply it across the kit. Just like we all know how to do as drummers, but just that concept, it's -hmm. really that simple for this drum topic, turning, turning math into magic. I think it, it's a it's a powerful statement. I think it's something important for me to hear because it signals putting the fun back in drumming. Don't get too much in your own head. Don't overthink stuff so much. Everybody can come up with the math part, but the real magic happens when you take it and you make it your own on the kit. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a very, very simple concept. So take a paradiddle. Everybody knows how to play a paradiddle that's been playing drums for any amount of time. But can you take that paradiddle and make it sound like um, music on your kit? Can you make it sound like uh, like like uh, like like your own thing when you're playing drums instead of just like right left right left right okay it's not it's not the it's not some military march we're doing here. It's like can you make it flow? Can you make it work? And as you're mm-hmm. seeing Mike do this, it's like he's actually making it magical. Like you're sitting here, you know, watching this guy play drums. He's obviously very good at playing drums, but he's he's very good at bringing out that idea in yourself. It's like I can do this. 
Like, yeah, I can play mm-hmm. paradiddles, but they've always felt so stiff and rigid and non-musical. How do you turn math into magic? Um, Tim, I'm gonna I'm gonna run upstairs and say hi to a friend who just brought us breakfast because we have a meal train because I just had a baby girl. Oh, nice. Um, oh, take this nice. away and talk a bunch of I'll crap keep on it me, going. and <clears throat> I'll be I'll be right back. <laughs> okay. Well, so I guess I'll go into what I was going to say about this topic. Uh, when Matt texted me, all he texted me was uh, math or magic. Um, so I immediately went to uh, four over six. Because <laughs> this, for me, for whatever reason, was when uh, it clicked that like math and drumming made sense all of a sudden. So take uh, a part in six, you know, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. Um, and let's just say the groove is da 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 and that feels weird for a lot of people who are only used to playing in four four because now you're you're three (laughs) you're you're in six technically um and so a lot of drummers would feel like they have to play something strange over that six so you know you'd be like it's cool but it's weird and it doesn't feel extremely consistent um, and for a beginner drummer, that might be just off the wall, hard to do. <laughs> so, um, when I realized that I could take a four groove, um, play it over that six and after three times, so, you know, multiples of six, if you, if you multiply six by two, you have 12, uh, four going into 12 happens three times. So you're going to do three measures of a four groove over six and then it kind of meets and restarts so if you're doing da 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 and you want to play that four groove hear what i'm saying i'm trying to articulate it i can't articulate it as well as matt or mike johnston but it was at that moment this uh four over six groove that um it it took math which full transparency i don't love math (laughs) these are a little bit more uh this is simple math in my mind compared to the math that i actually dislike um but um once it you know once it became um more instinctive uh which was just through practice through muscle memory um once the counting became more instinctive and I didn't have to think about it as much, I think that's for me when it became more magical. And Matt's back. <laughs> I was just talking to I'm them back. about... Uh, what? I'm back. Oh, you're back. Thank you. Welcome back. Um, I was just talking to them about uh, four over six and how when you sent me math and math math or magic... Uh-huh. It brought me back to this time where, like, the four over six uh-huh. idea, like, clicked in my mind, and it became, like, literally math became this magical thing because of the, you know. Like, what? Uh, what's ma- what's four over six? I'm confused by this. Three, you mean three over four? So, uh, 
Well, no, I love that too. But I was like yeah. thinking like a six. If you take a six groove, um, yeah. And for sake of example, oh. I was doing da 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 da. Oh, like four four over six four. And then you play da da da. Okay, I gotcha. Just like a regular, you know, and. It meets after three measures of yeah, four. I got because you. Because you, you know you hit on the twelve. I and like, thought it you was were like saying once, like the time signature was four over six. Like you're counting to like Mike Johnson says, the the top number is how high you count, and the bottom number is how fast you count. So like four over six. Okay. I've I've never even heard of four over six time signature. But you're playing in four, maybe with your hands, and playing in six with your feet. Right. The time sign. Yeah, yeah. Well, the time signature of the song yeah. would be in six, but you're playing a four groove. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Over a six. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm so bad at articulating this, which is why I <laughs> haven't taught in the past. But it was when it was when that started making sense because like when I was, I wouldn't say a beginner drummer, but like when six like a, a groove like that da 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 I at an earlier stage would have. Opted to do a six groove, did it, bat, did it, did it, bat, did it, bat, did it, did it, bat, yeah. you know, but instead switched to four, and it feels weird until it doesn't. <laughs> it feels right? amazing to it, me. Until it, I'm, and, I'm in. Count I, me in. I, I love, well, that, that was the magic moment for me, like yeah. between, you know, it was when math was I had to think about it and be like, okay, am I lining up? Didn't bet that you know, like it was. I had to think too much about it. I know. And then all of a sudden, I stopped thinking about it. Yep. And it just became like this instinctive, like, okay, this feels right, it makes sense. I'm completely off with the time signature of the song. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because <laughs> it'll come back and meet the one. You know, do do that. Yeah, it all meets. Do do bat do 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 that do 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 one two three four five six one two three four five six one two. Because your snare is one two three one. So it's like snares on one two three. It's on the three, and then it's on the the one and the five. So the the, mm-hmm. the the first time through, if you're playing in six, one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, four, five, six. If you're yeah. playing snare in like a two-step format, it would be on the three the first time. One, two, three, four, five, six. And then to make it sound like four, four, one, you're going to play on the one four, of the next time yeah. and mm-hmm. the five of the next time. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. One, mm-hmm. two, three, four, five, six. And, and it feels so weird, but it's, it feels so good. <laughs> yeah. It, that, that's actually a great example of something that's mathy in a fairly simple way, but like it's, it's, it's mathy and making it, making it, um, it's like, it like comes to life for yourself. You know, it becomes this, mm-hmm. this like wow yeah. moment. It's like a light bulb. If you really want to get into it, uh, like just YouTube permutations, drum permutations. Yeah. It'll blow your mind. And I I would love to talk about it on this podcast, but I have no idea how I will articulate (laughs) permutations. So we we won't. We'll just have. (laughs) We're not going to talk about it. We'll have Richard Spaven (laughs) on our podcast because Richard Spaven is the man. He was part of the education room. I I admittedly had never heard of him. Um, he's a, he's a hip hop, um, I think predominantly hip hop drummer. That's what he's playing for right Mm -hmm. now. Some, some big hip hop dude over in the UK and he is, Richard Spaven is awesome. He, I guess played in the main room on the Saturday session and I didn't make it over there at all. Like didn't even go see the room because of how busy it was in the education room. Mike, so Mike and I taught at the very end of the day, we did like a, almost like a Ted talk together where we talked business 
and um, mm. how we both have subscription-based educational websites that are non-competitive. And we actually help each other out, meaning he helps me out because I have nothing to help him out on. <laughs> but I like told the story of, you know, I, I built these. Uh, we shout him out on the podcast. I built. A lot, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go, Mike. Thanks a lot for letting me build these shadow boxes behind me. <laughs> no, but I, but I called him before I built the studio. I said, hey, I need some advice. It's, it's COVID. I want to do this. I'm sure every drummer and their mom are calling you. And he's like, yep, every drummer and their mom. And then uh, he gave me really good advice in about 30 minutes. And then I called him months later and I said, hey, I want to put these shadow boxes in the background that frame symbols. Is that okay with you? You do, you're the one I got the idea from. He goes, absolutely, go for it. Um, that's the kind of help he's given me. And so we had this conversation that was great. But I didn't make it over the main stage at all. Next day, Richard Spaving came over and taught in the education room. And holy crap, you're hearing the click. Beep, beep, beep. And he's going, okay, you can follow along with that. And then all of a sudden, he's going, and everybody's just like trying to nod along in the audience, like, this is so sick, and my mind is exploding. My brain is on the floor. It's just like, this guy's incredible. And he's he's up there just kind of smiling. He's got this little... 16 inch kick drum, you know, a perfect little hip hop kit. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, the other drummer was um, Carter McLean. And Carter McLean is wow. sick. He plays. I've seen him. Yeah. He's done the entire Lion King Broadway gig for. Wow. I, I don't know why I said entire. He's done the Lion King gig on Broadway for like 22 years. Crazy. That's crazy. I've done the band he, for 20. And he's he's been yeah. like I very rarely meet people that have done their gig longer than I've done ABR at this point because it's just been mm-hmm. such a long tenure. Twenty two years. It's crazy. Is he the DM? Uh, I don't know. The MD, whatever. MD DM. <laughs> it's early. So. <laughs> is he the direct message? <laughs> is he the? I was gonna say. <laughs> Is he the music director at this point? 22 years that. as a percussionist. We got to have Carter McLean on the podcast so we can ask him if he's the DM. <laughs> I love you, Tim, because you, you know what? You, you got to message. Who, who cares if you get it all right or wrong? You know, you're you're <laughs> half the time I'm getting it wrong. So, well, <laughs> then you're then you're batting the 500. There's only two ways bad. those letters go. It's MD or DM. And just, <laughs> You got two chances, guys. You spend more time on Instagram than what you do in a, a musical uh, location. That is probably, true. So. Uh, yeah, see, DM is actually the, yeah, that's the term in my world of marketing. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so MD is, uh, yeah. That's when the magic but is, happens. Is he the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is, he the, is he the MD at this point, being a percussionist of 22 years in a Broadway play like that? It's a good question. I... He taught, um, I, I listened to most of his clinics and he taught both days along with Mike and I, and he, he's a very good teacher. He's very New York. Like mm. he, do, it does not matter to him if you like him or his playing at all. <laughs> yeah. 
he knows that he's very good and he knows that what he's doing works very well. And he's going to show you and he's going to tell you why his symbols are amazing and why he can just basically grab any symbol out of that line of Istanbul and they're going to sound great. And they do. Mm. Like, you want him on your gig because he knows what he's talking mm. about and he's and he's and he stands behind it and he yeah he must work super he must have worked super hard because he's so good at drums like single strokes mm. out the wazoo left hand i can't even wow. i can't even articulate as fast as loose just super yeah. loose awesome. um so the way he talks about it he has Okay, so if someone asked him, what do you have in your mix? I, and I'm kind of answering your question, I, I think, a little bit with this. He's like, well, I have very little drums in because I, I know what I'm playing. He's like, I can actually close mm -hmm. my eyes and mute my kit, and I still know how it's sounding just based on the mm -hmm. feel. He's like, you spend this much time with an instrument, you're going to know, which is 100% right, right? That is As true. drummers, yep. we can tell that. And then uh, he said he has bass cranked because he's the man. Mm -hmm. And he has two other instruments in his mix, and then everybody else is muted. Like, vocals are muted, the orchestra's muted, this person gets off, so he definitely doesn't want them. Like, just very few. He said, because people are following him. He's not, he's not yeah. following them. So I, I don't know if he's MDing, but I, but I do know that he's like, it sounds like he's the he's the guy along with the yeah, bass player. Yeah, if he if he's got all those people muted, he's probably not directing at least not all of it. There could be in some cases multiple music exactly. directors. Exactly. I don't think he's certain I don't think he's guiding people, it cuz he's not hearing it, but he's the Yeah. Like, well, there is going to be a he's the guy. there is going to be a conductor, mm -hmm. right? If there's an orchestra, there's going to be a conductor, but um yeah, you never know. <laughs> Cracks me up. As I'm conducting, yeah. I just love the As point. You're conducting, like you, yeah. In go, get ready. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone conducts Jake and my band. <laughs> Be ridiculous. Next, next time I come to a show, I'm gonna try to go right up to the front, <laughs> and I'm gonna conduct you guys. <laughs> Timothy B. Actually, Anderson. Jake sometimes does the does the conducting move up there. Yeah, he does. Sometimes doing that. I thought thing. the same thing forget which song but there's a specific song i feel like he does it often. the song you helped write internal canon oh internal canon is it is that the one yeah wow huh yep okay yeah. well let's wrap this up and move to faith um i yes uh, drumming's magical that's the that's the bottom line here yes guys, absolutely if you're listening it really is and <laughs> and uh on a serious note this has been a, a very fun episode but on a serious note mike johnston Save some room at the table for the rest of us. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, no, yeah. seriously. Thanks for having me. It was it was really incredible being over there, and I really that's awesome. I really really felt honored to be there, teaching with Richard Clavin, Carter McLean, Mike Johnston at the UK Drum Show. Thank you, DW, for bringing me. So awesome that I got to do that. Just like mm. Zildjian Live's up there, so is UK Drum Show. So cool. Okay. Faith awesome. topic is you heading this one off or am I heading this one off? Uh why don't you kick it off? I want to see where, where you were going with it. Okay. Well, I I wouldn't mind hearing you uh talk about it before I roll, but that's okay. 
I can I can okay. go for it. I'm, I can I can go into it. So our our topic is time management slash priorities slash being efficient. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wish I had more to say about this. I'm terrible at these things. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you're a good candidate to talk about it. Um, tell so, us tell us how it's going for you. I mean, you like set the stage. You have uh, a wife who. Um, is working her butt off and uh, pregnant for the for the for the for the mm-hmm. uh, with your third, right? You have you have two yeah. boys. You're working a full time mm-hmm. job. You're running a podcast, which I would say is like one tiny, 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 tiny little sliver in the <laughs> grand scheme of things. In the mix, you, yeah. you just sold a house, moved into a new house, renovated the house, built a studio. Yeah. Well, so uh, I guess my take on this, and um, I don't know if we're trying to turn this into more of a faith topic than a just a pragmatic topic but um so i've found uh prioritizing is is extremely important um just so that you know uh what is important (laughs) in Uh in life uh, uh day to day but i've also noticed that you can't you can only plan a certain amount of things um right you can there's only a certain amount of planning you can do uh, because things happen that are unexpected all the time. Um, for instance, I've been building this studio that I'm sitting in for months. Um, and I got it to a place where I was just about just about there. All I had to do was set up the kit, run some wires, get everything dialed in. Um, I've been planning on doing that for weeks. Yeah. Um, part, part of the reason why I haven't is because... Um, Yes, my wife is pregnant. She's been sick, uh, and that has put more responsibility on me uh, around the house and stuff. But the actual reason now is because I sprung a leak in this room. Ah, <laughs> so, I didn't know that. So, that sucks. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's funny that we're talking about this now because I'm looking at uh, my ceiling right now, and I have to respackle and repaint and reapply my uh, acoustic uh, foam and I'm hesitant to even do that until I get the roof fixed. Right. Um, <laughs> oh, is it the roof so, or is it the um, plumbing upstairs? What's it's, above you? It's the roof. It's There is a leak um, on a rainy day and it just happened to be, I, I think it was because the wind was, it was windy and it was going in the right direction and it hit the right spot and uh, yeah. it was probably pooling water and it just at at some point just let it all all through. So there's one specific area in my studio that the water came through um, and uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm hesitant to set up all of my electronics and valuable equipment underneath this spot on the roof. So um, so here I am, you know, I I felt like I did a pretty good job of, of planning, of scheduling, prioritizing things um, to give myself the ability to um, get this room together. But, um, you know, I sprung a leak. Uh, mm-hmm. In addition to that, uh, recently uh, I've just been hit with the exhaustion that I've been pushing off for uh, yep. most of the year. Absolutely. <laughs> it just, it all came it to, a, to a you. crux. Yeah. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll, lay down with my kids at night uh, to kind of get them to sleep. Um, and this happens at around 8.30. And that's about when I start falling asleep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now um, where I was kind of working and, and being productive until 11 p.m. and then 
chilling out until midnight. Now I am pretty much out cold by nine o'clock. <laughs> so it's just, yeah. it's a very different, uh, it's just been different because I've been And you know, you're a night owl. I mean, you've, you've been, you're up late. I am a night you, owl. If it's up to you. But you're, yeah, you're, you're yeah. pooped now. You're exhausted. Well, we're also, yeah, we're also in school mode. Um, so I'm up, you know, 6, 6.15, uh, something like that. So yeah. I, I can only sustain the the 1 a.m., <laughs> you know, <laughs> mornings or late nights um, for so long with a, with a 6 a.m. wake-up call. But so my point in all of this is to say that it, it is important to prioritize, um, in my case, uh, family is very important to me. So, uh, if I'm not spending an adequate amount of time with my family, there's a problem. But at the same time, there are things that have to be done, mm-hmm. um, that, that I don't have a choice, but to do them. So, um, for a long time, I always felt guilty about having my kids just, you know, kind of getting them in a corner and putting them in on their devices and, not paying attention to them for a while so I can get other things done. I felt bad about that for a really long time. But um, ultimately, it was like I I just had to figure out what's the balance, right? You know, so um, I need to make sure that I'm making time for my kids Mm -hmm. in my day. But it doesn't always have to happen when there are other things that that need my attention. Mm Mm-hmm in the house to, to function mm-hmm. <laughs> as a family, to not drive me nuts. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, was, like I've, I need to get the kitchen straightened up or get the dishwasher run mm-hmm. before I put the kids to bed. Cause there's a good chance at this point that I'm going to fall asleep and mm-hmm. it's not going to get done. <laughs> so I know that now. And so I'm planning accordingly. Whereas before it's like, oh, it's fine. I'll just do it later at, you know, 1030 mm-hmm. when I'm, when I'm back down here getting work done, you know? Yep. And so it's just a constant uh, changing of schedules, um, but it still comes back to those priorities. It's like, am I spending an adequate enough time with my family? And am I am I getting the things done that I need to get done in the house? Uh, I already know that I have a day job that requires my time and attention. Otherwise, I don't get paid and I can't pay my bills. Mm. I can't <laughs> support my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's certain things that just have to happen. Uh, thankfully, the the sliver of time that this podcast takes in the grand scheme of things is very flexible. Um, due to Matt, your schedule and my schedule. So mm-hmm. yeah. squeezing it in, which is literally what we do, yeah. <laughs> squeeze it in, uh, <laughs> is is pretty simple um, because we just figure out a time that works for both of us, which mm-hmm. is much harder than one might think, but still yeah. <laughs> possible. We, we make it happen. It'd you be know? a lot easier if it was um, just you, but because there's two of us, it's... It makes it a little more... I mean, twice as challenging because yeah. it has to work for both yeah. of us, but it, it, it's mm-hmm. not... Yeah, it's only an hour, hour and a half. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But, you know, there are certain things that are important to me, music being one of them. Um, and uh, and so I haven't gotten on the kit, but I've made it a point to sit in here and be creative, write music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what have you. Um, so it's all just a matter of, um, you know, what are your priorities? List them out from most important to least important, mm-hmm. and then how much time do you want to give those things? Another thing that's really important to me that I uh, admittedly have not spent as much time doing is spending time in prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, for whatever reason, and this has been a consistent theme in my entire life, uh, 
my faith is always the thing to take the hit. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if this is where you were planning on going with it, Matt, um, but it's certainly where I <laughs> can go with it is that uh, for whatever reason, when, when life gets busy, um, I realize what is actually most important. And um, it is rarely my faith, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. It's rarely, uh, you know, the, the, the thing that gets cut is uh, time spent reading the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, prayer has become just something that happens mm-hmm. throughout the day. So I wouldn't say that like my prayer time has necessarily taken a hit, but the time where I actually am actively, you know, trying to get to church or uh, attend a, a Bible study or, you know, <laughs> like those are the things that take a hit mm-hmm. when I'm busy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't necessarily think that's a good thing, uh, but I'm working on it. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pop in here because I think you, you raise a really important point in all this. <clears throat> mm-hmm. A lot of us will say, yeah, I have a, I have a relationship with God. I mean, I, I pray when things are really bad and say, God, help us, help me, help me figure this out. And, uh, there, there are those that would say, well, that's not, that's not a healthy relationship with God. That's just a consumer type relationship where you're saying, God, I need you. And that's when I'm going to talk to you. My Mm. encouragement based on experiences I've had recently is think of someone in your life. If you're listening to this, think, think of someone right now who needs help, who's going through a divorce or who is um, having problems finding a job or is having health issues or whatever it might be and say, okay, I'm going to send them a text and I'm going to say, I'm praying for you. Thinking about you today. Maybe they're not, they're not um, a Christian. Maybe they're not the kind of person who wants to hear I'm praying for you. Okay. That's okay. Um, Hey, 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 I'm thinking about you today. Is there anything I can do for you? And after you send that message, Pray for them. Pray for them. Say, God, please help my friend Josh out today. He's he's struggling with this, you know, aspect of his life, and he could really use you right now. And please help. Please help me understand how I can help him. Like, how can I be a good friend? Mm-hmm. What what tends to happen, I think, is that the more that we look at other people and their needs, our needs and our selfish, um bubble starts starts to collapse because you start to see that other people are going through a lot of challenging things too, not just you. And, and I think for whatever reason, it's, it's helpful to say to someone else, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to pray for you. I'm going to, I'm going to talk to God and um, I'm going to intercede for you. It's sometimes we're more, we're more motivated to do that than what we are just, just for our own sake. Yeah. And I, true. I don't think that's a bad thing, especially in the West, because we're so consumed with ourselves to begin with. It's a good idea to look at other people and reach out to other people and intercede and talk to God and pray for them. And I think it could also be a good lesson in how to engage in your spiritual life. And it's also just a nice thing to do as a friend. Like, hey, I'm I'm thinking about you. It, It must really be hard to face whatever you're you're facing right now without going into details. We don't need to even talk about it. I'm just letting you know, I care about you and I'm praying for you today about it. And I, I really, I, I'm really sorry that you're having to go through this. Uh, mm-hmm. I think God can be trusted. I, I, I've seen him work in my life and I'm going to pray that in your life, um, you realize that more and more today. And so then you go to yeah. God and you say, God, I, I pray for this person. 
I love this person. They're a friend of mine. Maybe they, maybe it's an enemy of yours. I mean, the Bible's pretty insistent. Like, okay, it's one thing to pray for your for your neighbor, for your friend, but what about your enemy? You should love them. Mm-hmm. It's actually right. uh, pretty pretty good lesson in, in how to be selfless and humble. And mm-hmm. so that is a really good start. And I, there's two people in my life I've been doing that with. It's a it's a reminder to engage in prayer. And you're actually yeah. doing it for the sake of someone else, which I think is really important in our country where we're so saturated and and um, and and we're so consumed with with how we feel and how people mm-hmm. are affirming our desires and our appearance and everything else. Yeah. Um I really like I really like that you brought that aspect into this right off the bat faith and mm-hmm. priorities you know wh- what is at the top of your list so in my opinion everyone should have somebody that um, is encouraging them or holding them accountable and I don't I don't necessarily think that this should be reserved exclusively for your spouse or for your partner uh, I'm currently in a mentorship and prior to this I, agree I, had, with this. This, I, I had the same kind of goals like oh I'm gonna I'm gonna pray every day I'm gonna read my Bible five minutes, you know, I can do that. And almost everybody does this thing where they're like, I'm going to have a goal and I'm going to accomplish this goal this year. And then I'm going to have this other goal. I'm going to do that too. It's like, it's really hard to accomplish just one goal in a year. If you can make one serious Mm -hmm. goal count, change one thing in your life, that's actually a pretty big deal in, in one year's time. For sure. So a lot of a lot of us will go way too big. And then two months into our new year's resolution, we're like, I can't do this. And you're just mm-hmm. defeated. So this mentorship I'm in has actually pushed me to stay on top of Bible reading. And um, by stay on top, I mean, it's it's now become a part of my routine. I'm, I'm not like some of the other guys in the class where they say, I can't eat or check my email or check my text messages until I read my Bible app. I just feel like something's missing. I I can do all of that actually. <laughs> I can. I, in fact, I kind of want to be drinking some coffee and have like made sure everything's still alive and well in the world before I get to my Bible. Mm-hmm. But uh, I do like reading my Bible in the morning. I know myself well enough to know at night. Like you, Tim, I'm going to sleep. Mm-hmm. But um, what we did is we set up this Bible app. Um, I got the Bible app, and there's a plan on there for the New Testament. It's very doable, one chapter a day. It's basically five on, two off, so you get Saturday and Sundays off, and you link it with somebody else, and the link is with Mm. my mentor. So he sees when I read for the day based on my comment, my note. It's like intro, chapter, talk about it, and in the talk about it, you're just writing a little note. Man, Paul is ballsy. (laughs) Like, (laughs) this guy, Paul, can you imagine the backbone on the sky, I, I man, we are we really called to be like this? I think we are. Um, I'm gonna pray about it today and how how my life could look more like his. That's it, and yeah. finished. Then the next day you're going into it, and and you know you fall behind three days. It's like crab. You better catch up because you're gonna hear about it from your mentor, who's like, hey, this is the number one thing. Like, what are you what are you doing? Why are you slacking? It's five minutes. Mm. Pull it together. Yeah. Seriously, yep. pull it together. Um, this this has to be working because if if it isn't working, then what else is falling through the cracks in your life? Yeah. Um, okay, so putting that part of it aside, 
one of the first things I think about is how my life has changed in the last month. So I, I just mm -hmm. had my daughter um, come into my life and change my life. And it's like, it's the most amazing change because it's like, how, how have I never been a dad before this? Like it, it happened so quickly. It's like, you can't really remember what it was like before mm -hmm. because it's so enveloping now and in and totally encompassing your life that it's like, wait, what? There was such a thing before as, as not having a little person in our house. Seriously. It's only been like yeah. three weeks, three weeks, like three days ago. So the, the, yeah. the first thing I think of is I used to sit down on my computer and watch YouTube a lot. Like I would watch all the NFL highlights. I'd go through and watch a lot of their Premier League game highlights. And I'd think, well, I'm not watching the full games. Those are three hour long. I'm just watching a 10 minute segment. Certainly I can do this and not feel bad about it. And I'm like, dude, that was probably like an hour and a half of my day. Like almost, I, I'm not every day because the football games are played Sunday, Monday, and Thursday. And soccer Saturday, but still, then I'm watching like true crime stuff, and I'm I'm just mm -hmm. watching YouTube, like just kind of killing time. I'm lucky if I get to watch a couple couple game highlights now, and honestly, I don't miss it at all. Like I'm like I have no idea what's happening with Chelsea or Liverpool, or really any team in the Premier League. I saw mm -hmm. that there was some controversy about a game between Liverpool and Tottenham with the with the uh, computer system with the VR. So I watched like a five minute segment of that. And then no lie, like uh, our daughter, our daughter started crying or some, something happened in the house. Boom. You're all, oh, oh, that's what happened. She, uh, she puked <laughs> all yeah. over my wife. Yeah. And I'm like in the middle of watching this highlight and my wife's getting, getting puked on. I'm like distracted. And she's like, Matt, can you help with this? I'm like, oh yeah. Boom. Go get the towel, clear her up. Okay. So things have changed in the Griner household. And they've changed, yeah. they've changed so much so for the better, but I wouldn't have stopped watching YouTube as much as I did unless this other way more important thing came in, this element, yeah. this, this factor, this person, and changed our schedule. And now it's all about time management. So it's like you have all these things to do in a day. How are you going to get them all done? And I actually really needed this because I'm the kind of person who sometimes likes to obsess on the details and you just cannot do that with everything anymore. It's it's not possible. Right. And it's not necessary either. So mm -hmm. one of the, the great joys, and I think in God's design, one of the things in God's design is um, in having a family and having kids is that things that need changed about you and in your life change out of necessity. <laughs> there's no there's no way to do it like all you, anymore. They become very apparent to you, all of your flaws. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. That's a, a shorter and and more uh, think that that hurt a little bit, but you're right. It's yeah, just like yeah. boom, there it is. That's if yep. if you are if if your time management sucks, it'll get better once you have a family and prioritize them because you, you can't do it all and be terrible at time management. It's just, it's not going to work. You can't mm -hmm. prioritize ten different things at the top. They they can't all be number one. So what is number one? What's number two? What's number three? If you're a single person and you're listening to this, my advice for you would be find hobbies, start a business, work hard, buy real estate, invest, give away money, volunteer, travel, have fun, like do as much as you can. 
Because when you meet someone, if the only thing you've been doing is saying, I just want to meet somebody, I just, I just, I just really want to meet somebody. I've been searching, searching, searching. Then when you meet them, what, what are you, what's your conversation going to be? They're going to say, well, what, what have you been up to? You know, what do you like? What do you dislike? You're going to say, I I don't really know. I've just been looking for you and here we are. And they're going to say, well, okay, but like, who are you? What have you done? What have you built? What have you acquired? What have you messed up in? What have you learned from? Like you, there's, there's so much to um, being younger and, and that, that precedes a relationship that sets you up for the kind of relationship you're going to have. And then once you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. what are you going to build together? And then once you right. build it together, what kind of parents are you going to be? It's like every chapter in life is, is very important. And our society seems to push you into the next phase. Like, oh, so when are you going to find somebody? When are you going to get married? When are you going to become parents? And those things mm-hmm. will, will happen. Um, it's, just, it's just a matter of time. But what are you doing with what you have right now? How are you managing yeah. your time? And how are you prioritizing things in your life? Because that is very, very important. Yeah, yeah. I think it's, um, we always seem to get back towards the idea of, of stewardship. Um, you know, there's that phrase, time is money. Um, and I think it's actually very true. In fact, to the point where I think time is even, is 100% more valuable than money. You can't buy your time back. Um, um, but being a good steward of it is, is that much more important. And I think, um, true to your point, I would, I would 100% do all those things, uh, travel, find out what you actually like, like to do, find hobbies, do something you enjoy, uh, start a business while you can invest your time and your energy and not be, uh, neglecting other things. Um, that's all, that's all really wise advice. But I would say like, if you're looking to prepare for this time in life, uh, like what, like I was that I still am the type of person who really likes flexibility. I don't like to have such a hard set schedule. Like I need to be here at this time and then here at this time and I need to make it work somehow and fit all the other stuff in. Um, I hate that, but that is literally life right Mm. (laughs) right now. There's a bus Mm -hmm. schedule. Uh, I need to get my son on the bus by this time. I have calls throughout the day that are scheduled. Um, uh, dinner has to be ready by this time. Mm -hmm. You know, I have to get the kids to bed by this time, you know, so it's very regimented at this point and I'm not a very regimented person by nature. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, so like if I were preparing for this, I would have tried to become more of a regimented individual so Mm -hmm. that these types of things become easier. Um, now I'm just at the point where it has to happen. It has to be that way. <laughs> I don't necessarily like it, right. but it has to be that way. I don't have a choice. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I do. Um, but, um, but yeah, I think, I think prioritizing helps put things in perspective, especially when you are like, I, it took me a long time to figure out how to prioritize accurately and how to attribute certain things to certain priorities, even if they didn't seem uh, related. Hmm. For instance, um, there are certain things that you have to do for your family. So if family is the number one priority, you have to work to mm-hmm. support your family, right? So even though you're spending time working, you're still like you're doing it 
for your family, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And so it's still, even though it's, yes, work is something you have to do, it's on the priority list, it's lower than your family, it's still something that you need to do to support your family. Um, it's different than family time, spending time with your kids, spending time with your wife or husband, but it's, you know, it's um, it's still kind of under that bucket. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. I, I learned that like if I was... So focused on saying, man, I spend so much time working. I should really be spending more time with my family. That's almost like an oxymoron. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) I need to spend time working so that we as a family can exist. Now, that's not to say that you can change the infrastructure of the world uh, to your liking. That maybe become a minimalist and live off the land. (laughs) (laughs) You know, maybe that's your thing. Um, (laughs) In which case, you're still spending time doing other things. Like, you know, if you're living off the land, you're... You're farming. You're spending. Mm-hmm. You got to spend time gathering food so that you can feed your family. You know, at some point there are are things that have to happen that you need to spend time doing that um, you need to prioritize doing that are still under these other priority buckets. Technically, if if the priority is to you know feed mm-hmm. your family, um, but but it is it all it all is important if you can uh, break it down and see how you're spending time. Uh, I think Matt, you bringing up the YouTube thing is a great example. I don't think it's a bad thing to spend time uh, watching YouTube videos. No, it's how I mm-hmm. personally yeah. relax. And and uh, but if you see, in the grand scheme of my day, I spent X amount of time doing this and X amount of time doing this. I, I spent five minutes reading my Bible, and that's the thing that gets cut when I actually spend an hour on that's YouTube. That's exactly like, right. It's like, uh, you know, when you yeah. see it broken down like that, it's like, okay, <laughs> so I actually, I, I did have time to do this. Or like for me, uh, I know, like I don't get to, uh, I, I don't always get to play music, um, and it's really important to me. It's technically higher on the priority list than watching YouTube. Yeah. But what gets my attention every single day, like clockwork, YouTube. Mm -hmm. (laughs) music is the thing that gets cut so how does that make sense and that's when it's like okay i need i need to deep dive this a little bit further and maybe adjust uh you know what i'm doing um but i think we could hash this out in a number of different ways yeah yeah what what is your what is your number one thing in life what is your number two thing in life um the bible alludes to this in a lot of ways but for me it was like what are you spending your time on if you're spending your time on something, it means it means at least something to you. Um, mm-hmm. Unless you have to do it, you know you you do have to work. You know the Bible says, uh, "Look at the ants, you sluggard. Learn their ways and be wise. Don't don't be lazy. Um, mm-hmm. You're going to have time, to the work. Love of money, <laughs> but at the same time, where's your heart? A lot. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely, yeah, exactly. Why are you working? <laughs> Why are you working? Yep. I mean, yeah. one one problem that I've had, and and I, I honestly still do, is like I I love working, and I don't know if you'd want to classify me as a workaholic. Maybe you do. Maybe I should. Maybe I deserve that. But I I get a lot out of working. I love staying busy. I love seeing. I love seeing um, progress and and seeing something change because I applied myself. You know, whether it's me practicing and figuring something out that I couldn't play before, whether it's me mowing my lawn and seeing that it looks better now than it did an hour ago. Like, I, lo- I love it. I'm so I'm so glad that it's built into my DNA and our DNA as human beings to work, to apply mm-hmm. ourselves. Um, but, yeah, like you said, are you going to put all that down and put it aside and say, you know what, 
okay, now the work is done. I don't have to keep working to provide for my family. Enough's enough. We don't need mm-hmm. more stuff. We don't need more money. We have what we need. So you can justify it all you want, but you don't have to keep working anymore. You can actually sit down and have dinner with your family and prioritize them, time with them. Uh, at that point, they're, they're never going to say, keep working, we need more. They're going to say, we want you, not yeah. more money. And uh, yeah. are you willing to listen to that? That can be tough as guys to, 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 mm-hmm. um, to shift how we see ourselves as providers, protectors. You know, each of us have our own strength and weakness. Um, I kick right into provider mode. <laughs> when I had my daughter, mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm going to work. I'll be back. You got this? Yeah. All right. I'll be, I'll, I'll be home. I got to make sure everything's good and we have what we need. And, and then the protector mm-hmm. mood kicks in and it's like, you know, I'm already telling my daughter like, all right, all right, baby girl, you're three weeks old, but it's time to start learning. It's a tough world. All right. It's, it's, it's not going <laughs> to yeah. be easy out there. I got your back. but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Well, here, here's a quick tip for all of you, uh, especially if you're in the same boat as me, whereas you, you don't have enough time in the day to actually do everything that you want to do mm-hmm. or need to do. Um, so I have more recently been realizing that, okay, I'm, I'm having a third child, uh, having a girl. Um, I need to... Uh, I need to take better care of myself. Uh-huh. <laughs> my sleeping habits are terrible. My eating habits are terrible. I don't exercise. So there's this, I need I need to take better care of myself. I need to start exercising. Uh, so it worked out perfectly. My six-year-old learned how to ride uh, on two wheels. We took the training wheels off uh, a few days ago. I saw that. And he's doing great. He's doing great. Uh, so he's riding around um, uh, and, I mean, already doing tricks that I, I, he's popping wheelies, he's doing jumps and yeah. doing things that I don't really feel comfortable with him doing. Uh, but regardless, uh, that, that I saw an opportunity. I was like, okay, I can spend time with my son and start getting exercise. So I went out, bought a cheap bike. <laughs> and uh, this goes back to our, uh, nice. our Razor conversation. Went out, bought a, bought a cheap bike. And so my son and I have been cheap? riding like bikes every bucks? day. A hundred bucks, ninety-eight dollars actually. Did it come with yeah, the wheels? Yeah, really cheap. It came, <laughs> I went to Walmart. <laughs> came with came with the wheels. Uh, it's gonna get me through for a while, you know. Nice. It's incredible. Uh, it's they a, can you know, make a bike for a hundred dollars. Yeah, all that was in my mind is like, I just want to buy the cheapest bike I can find. Yeah. So I went, found a bike. It was the only bike that was like for my height. Um, at that price range, <laughs> and uh, picked it up, brought it home. Um. I actually spent more money, uh, maybe not more, but I spent pretty close to the same amount of money on the the seat for my three-year-old. I hooked up a seat to the back of the bike so that he could go on bike rides. It's probably like 70 bucks. <laughs> it was like 70 bucks for the for the seat and like 100 bucks for the bike, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, 100, 170 all in, and uh, and I'm not bike riding with my kids. So I'm getting time as, as, it, as their dad. Yeah. Uh, with them doing something that's fun for them and also fun and, um, you know, uh, I, I'm getting exercise. Mm-hmm. So it's, so there are ways that you find to be innovative in life when, when life gets hectic and busy mm-hmm. and you can't find time for everything. There are innovative ways to, in some cases, bundle two things. Yep. Um, you might not be able to be in the weight room 
exercising, but I'm still getting some exercise right. and biking is a great way, a great form of exercise. Yeah, so I can't awesome really be mad at it and I still get time with my kids. So, what an awesome thing um, to do. So look for those ways, you know, if, yeah. if, if you are in that boat where, th- where life is just too busy mm-hmm. to do everything and you're like, Tim, how in the world am I going to hit everything on this priorities list? There's, there's a good way. Try to Absolutely. find ways to bundle those things. Yep. That's you know? great. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. Um, thank you yeah. so much for listening to this podcast. Uh, I love yeah. when we get to do this. Holy ghost notes has been around a while now and we, we're really grateful for that. And, um, if you would like to support us, we do have a Patreon. We have several tiers. You can go check that out, patreon.com slash the Holy Ghost Notes. We also have social media. Instagram uh, is, is the one you should check out more than anything else. Um, oh, by the way, with the Patreon, we have an inner circle that uh, we do a pre-roll for. And it's, it's fun. It's just a way for, you to, for, uh, for us to talk about uh, what's going on and what we're going to be talking about in the episode. We talked about it at the beginning of this episode, actually. So feel free to sign up for that. We appreciate your support. We don't have a ton of expenses in running this because we streamline it so that we don't, but we do have some expenses and um, your support helps us keep rolling. Um, and also we get, we get uh, I don't know, we get a lot of joy doing this. Uh, it'd be great to continue doing it and hopefully helping people along the way with drumming and faith. And um, if you like what you hear, give us a positive five-star review on Apple Podcasts or anywhere else that you can leave a review. It it does help us get more exposure. Other than that, thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah. Thank you all. Love you, and we'll see you soon. Peace. Peace.